Welcome back to another spirit-filled edition of FBS Fireside, the place where we bring men to life by bringing life to men. We have a very, very special show for you today because we have a special guest in the studio, Dr. Lisa Williams. Lisa Williams is a trauma therapist, and she's going to help us unpack some of the questions that we've been asking over the course of this mental health series that we're in part three of this mental health series and today she's going to help us because she is concerned about healing communities she's concerned about recidivism and helping ex-offenders but most importantly today she's going to help us unpack some questions about emotional intelligence in boys and emotional dysregulation in men Dr. Lisa Williams is in the studio. And thank you for joining us today, Dr. Williams. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Man, thank you so much for taking out time and your busy schedule because I looked at your resume and some of the many great things you're doing with your daughter and just throughout your life. And you are a beacon of hope and inspiration. And we uh, really appreciate having you on the show today. So tell me, we want to jump right into this. Why is emotional intelligence in boys and emotional dysregulation. Why is that so important to you? It's very important to me because, and I just want to start off with this little phrase that I always tell parents when, and anyone in the community when I get the opportunity to have a platform, is that we teach our boys to be physically empowered and our girls to be emotionally intelligent, whereas it should, it should be a balance. Our boys should equally be taught physically empowerment and emotional intelligence, and our girls should also be taught to be physically empowered and have emotional intelligence. So it should be a balance. So we kind of split those with genders. And so this thing is so important to me because it shows up in our men and um, they're unable to cope and really have the solid relationships that they need with their partners, with their wives, with their girlfriends, because they're just unregulated emotionally. Where does this begin though? I mean, not being regulated emotionally is there a point in a child's formative years where a parent needs to really focus on you know building a boy up emotionally very much so zero to five is definitely formative years right for any of us and it starts there so when a child whether it's a boy or a girl um they need both parents or a parent or they need adults to be able to hold them caress them skin to skin because these children are, are coming from a situation out of a womb where they're safe they feel secure in most cases mm-hmm. and so once separated from mom it's that cry is saying i still need that i need something from you i need everything i depend on everything in my environment to come from you because i'm unable to do it at this moment and it is through these lessons and our subconscious is built from zero to five that oh let him cry oh he doesn't need to be coddled oh why are you holding him oh stop crying boy things like that the messages daddy calling our boys daddy Poppy, all these things, mm-hmm. um, you know, growing up, seeing that there's an absence of a solid man in the home. And so those burdens are put on this this baby boy. Got it. So when a father is not around from a clinical perspective, what, what are you seeing 
what happens to a young man in particular? Because this is FBS Fireside. We care about the children, but I want the men to really understand this. What happens to a young boy, young male child when his father isn't around, when we're talking about emotional intelligence? So I'm just going to hit it from a feminist perspective. We're taught as women, again, to be emotionally intelligent, to be strong. You're a superwoman. You're this and that. And I don't know. It was something in me. I just knew. I just discerned in myself. Like, I'm not a superwoman. I don't want to raise my kids by myself. I need help. You know, and that's just a voice that always spoke in me. Right. But what happens is that mantra is is really spewed out among women to other girls to the girls and so we have this thing to think that we don't need our men and we make it difficult for our men to father their children and be present in their lives because that's a whole nother story based on the whole foundation of that relationship but what happens with that is these children miss out uh, we have a lot going on where there's mixed messages. Women, as I said, is very groomed to be emotionally intelligent. We're very sensitive. We 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 are um, we have this innate um, it's our nature to express. Mm -hmm to cry, to need, to yearn, right? Mm -hmm. And when there's no men in the home or no man in the home, there's not a balance there. The, the boy doesn't see the proper nurturing mm -hmm. that should take place between a man and a woman. They, they really don't get to witness that. So they're confused. They're either over-emotional or they are put in a position to try to nurture this woman, this female, mm -hmm. when they don't even know what that's about and right. so that's that impacts the boys in one or two ways they go to school and, the, and they rule the teacher they, they don't respect any woman look i tell you what you need to, this show is supposed to be about general things you're not supposed to be telling people my business and my history but <laughs> <laughs> you read my mail like that i mean real talk because everything that you said as an adult kind of on the other side of some of those misdeeds or whatever, I, um, I can see how I was like that as a young man, you know, wanting to be able, wanting to take care of my mom when I righteously was able to, right? Having to hold back tears when I felt like I should have been able to cry, but couldn't cry because I'm still trying, I'm trying to be a man and I'm six years old, you know? Right. After a while, right. you harbor all of these emotions. You don't have any way to unpack. You don't really even understand them. Right. You don't understand them. There's no safe space created for this young boy to be to show emotion. There is no safe space. And what I mean is that the space is too it's just it's like the elephant in the room. Everyone is backs is pressed against the wall with the missing father, the bills, the, the boyfriends coming in and out, the numerous children. So that's the elephant in the room that's pressing everyone's back against the wall. So there is no safe space for anyone to express themselves. Wow, man, that's oh, man, this is so good because that's exactly how I felt. Somebody asked me once, he said, Jaworski, after your dad killed himself and the challenges you face in Mississippi. How did you feel? And I told him, I said, it felt like I was living inside of my body, but mm. inside of my body where nobody could see me. Mm. 
yeah, man. I mean, that's it wasn't a safe space. You know, I wasn't living fully because if you can't express your feelings and feelings are important, your emotions matter. They're so important. You know, because they they describe, they help you understand your response to your environment and people yes. know what's going on with you. Right. And and so, because, okay, so we're talking about emotional intelligence. There's four elements to that. So you're talking about first element, self-awareness, right? When there's, when it's healthy in the environment, and, and I always say safe space. I teach families how to create safe space within their environments for everyone in that environment. So self-awareness, um, self-regulation. If, if a young boy is mad, okay, be mad. If he's sad, okay, be sad. If he just wants to cry, let him cry. There needs to be some type of self-regulation to where someone is there to catch him, to help him express. Why are you feeling that way? Mm -hmm. I see your tears. Tell me what's going on with you. Where's the safe space for that? Where's the space for this kid to then use words to express the pain? And then we're talking about um, conflict management and um Mm -hmm. the, the conflict management skills, as you just talked about, I feel you felt like um, you were inside your body living. Yeah. So inside my body, separate <laughs> apart from the full experience. Mm. And then we're talking about um, perception, perceiving, you know, being able to evaluate yourself and that's again even in our own homes we have to create safe spaces for our partners for our children to disagree with us mm -hmm. to disagree with one another right we don't even create safe spaces for that because it's my way or no way i know i read this i studied this i have a whole phd so i know this mm -hmm. but my kid challenges me every day and she disagrees <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure your kid does that because she's brilliant definitely disagrees <laughs> and i and i create a safe space for her to do that right right and then the thing that i'm hearing there's a scripture that fbs is based off of it's proverbs 27 17 is iron sharp as iron so does one person sharp in the countenance of another and it's in our differences that i think we all become uh better people and I think what you're saying, what happens between you and your daughter allows that to happen, right? Gives you a chance to get in the ring together, hear each other's opinions and feelings openly in a safe space and everybody becomes yeah. better because of it. Whereas when when we were raised, they, what was the mantra? Kids are to be seen and yeah, not, heard. not heard. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most dangerous thing that, that you can do to an individual. Like, we have children, we have these young boys, but they, they don't really belong to us. They, they belong to the environment. They, they belong to the world. We're turning out individuals that are going to go out in the world and do amazing things. Or we're raising individuals that's going to be locked in a cage 
called prison. I've been to some of the deepest, darkest places inside of a prison where I've had four, five, six doors slammed behind me as I'm going deeper and deeper and deeper inside of this prison. And there sat that little boy. Mm. Looks like a man, but cognitively, he's probably like 11 or 12. Mm. You know what? This there is he great. sat. This is great. This is awesome information. Um, we're definitely going to have to have you back on the show because we're not going to be able to unpack the depth of what you're sharing with us today. But I hope this is helping all the listeners out there. We're going to segue into this first song. It's a great song. One of my favorite artists, Molly Music, as you all know. And it's a song called Adulting. And we'll be right back here on FBS Fireside after this. Adulting just made me rethink when he told me to come like a child. Maybe that was meant to save me. Welcome back to FBS Fireside, the place where we bring men to life by bringing life to men. Dr. Williams is in the studio and she's, man, she's really unpacking some really, really good information about emotional intelligence and boys and how that emotional intelligence can end up being emotional dysregulation in men. So for those of us who, like myself, don't understand what emotional dysregulation is, it's a big word, Dr. Williams. Help us to simplify mm-hmm. that word. What does that mean when we, we talk about emotional dysregulation? Well, I'm going to give you a clinical definition of emotional dysregulation. This is when an individual with emotional, what we call reactivity, it experience and very intense emotion, but they experience this more frequently and for longer durations of time. And with almost every situation that they encounter, um, they have significant skill uh, deficits in emotional regulation. That means that they're unable to assess situations from another person's perspective. They're unable to look at another person's experience and factor all that in into their own reaction to it. They only feel what they feel. And this is what I call going from zero to 10. So individuals who experience emotional dysregulation have difficulty accepting their own emotional responses. And so they'll have these outbursts, right? Uh, What we call temper tantrums. They have very low frustration to anything, right? And in some cases, they're self-injurious. This is what I call self-injurious. If you're self-sabotaging your home, in some cases, men can be so reckless that they self-sabotage their own homes. They they go mute. They won't communicate. They isolate. There you go. Read my mail again. Now, I thought we agreed (laughs) in the earlier part of the show. That you were gonna put my business out there like that. <laughs> there you go, put my business out there. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Just don't put my business out there. <laughs> but it's so sad because we want our men to succeed, you know, and we can't reach them. They won't open up because mm-hmm. it's not the masculine thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then they haven't they haven't been trained on how to do any of what you just described. You know, just, but the good news is they can develop the skills to do it. That's the good news. Okay. It's Thank not you. something that is inborn. It's not something you're born with. It's a skill that it has not been taught, but it can be learned. Skill that has not been taught, but it can be learned. 
how can we learn how to deal with emotional dysregulation? How can we, how can, as men, what are three things that we can do to deal with temper tantrums, angry outbursts, and mood swings? Oh, good question. Very good question. Listen, empathize, and reflect. Listen, empathize, and reflect. But I don't want to listen. She's not listening to me. Right. Right. But you want to be the head. Right. So there has to be something there that basically pulls us back to say, I want my family. I want this. So is it work to tug a war? Let me take, let me go to my corner and, and setting rules. Hey, we're not listening to each other right now. Let's just go to our corners for a moment. Let's mm-hmm. start dinner. Let's cook what I call, uh, I love it, like just co-cooking together, cooking and food, things like that. You can have discussions, but just really have an empathy for the situation, have an empathy for your family and approaching things from a loving way. Mm-hmm. Now, you use empathy, uh, but let's let's unpack what that word means. What does, Ooh, what does empathy mean? Empathy mean for our listeners and to be empathetic is to consider your past, consider your pain, consider the lenses in which you see the world and why. So it's like being, I'm an anthropologist, right? And in anthropology, we study why do people behave, react, talk, whatever. Why do they do the things that they do? And that is just the core of anthropology. Why? And so that is empathy. Is is looking at this situation, saying, "Why? Why is my wife reacting this way when I talk about this?" And so that leads you down to learning more about her. It may lead you to a topic that she's never talked to you about. Maybe she's been in a domestic violence relationship before. Maybe she's been raped. Maybe she's been a victim of sexual assault. Whatever. But you don't know that because you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you don't you don't express enough care to her to one, see it for yourself if she's trying to tell you or two, ask her in a way that she feels safe enough to share it with you. Intimacy, creating intimacy, an intimate environment, a safe environment, whatever you want to call it. Intimacy is not set. Intimacy is just sitting together, working out together, just be her friend, being friends with people, mm. you know, um, but creating, and I always say again, creating the space, the intimate space to be able to really know your partner, know your right. kids. Right. Just because you had those kids don't mean you really know what's going on with them. Right. I sat down with my oldest son the other day and it was really a great experience. And we just sat down next to the fire we built a fire and we had a fireside chat and all we did was sit there and talk dr williams i would love to continue this conversation on this particular show unfortunately we are at the end of our time uh, that's okay thank you so much so can i get you to promise us on air so we can hold you to it coming back on fps Fire? because <laughs> it seems like we just this is like the intro show you know this is just the intro right. show, right? <laughs> yes, I would be absolutely honored. 
Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out of your business schedule. And to all the listeners out there, we hope that the show has helped you understand, especially men, how to deal with some of the things that we may have experienced as boys, some of the traumatic things that may still haunt us as men. But Dr. Williams gave us some great advice and saying, hey, look, we didn't come here like this. So there's hope. And if we put in the work, we can reverse some of these curses that is uh, plaguing our family. So let me pray for us and we'll see you back here next week on FBS Fireside. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you're doing. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You deserve all of our lives, Lord. We just submit ourselves to you. We ask a special prayer for the men who are struggling through uh, trauma, struggling through emotional issues, Lord, that they will find a support system and find some help in this show. Father, we love you and we trust you in this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Love you here at FBS Fireside. Take a minute.